1: Well, it's the day after. Ben Simmons is a Brooklyn Net, and we've got stuff to talk about. Let's go. Talking.
0: Talking. Talking.
1: But nothing to panic about, right? Just, just a ten-game losing streak. Bam, since you flooded my text, why don't you go first? Lead us off. What What are we doing right now?
2: We are in the midst of 10-game losing streak <sighs> that I warned about at 29-16 But
3: mm-hmm.
2: I had uh, fans on Twitter telling me, you know, the regular season doesn't matter and they don't care about it. And I specifically warned, well, they better start caring about it. Right. Um, and here we are. We've lost 10 straight. We are now staring at being one game under 500 heading into the All-Star break and very possibly being not even a home playing team. So I see net fans this morning celebrate Kyrie Irving being an asshole to people on Twitter. Yeah. I see them celebrating uh, comments made about James Harden on his way out. All of a sudden, everyone hates Harden. Yep. Um, And no one is talking about the fact that this team can't win a game and there's no wins in sight.
1: Harden, you know, I think we know who's the better player between Harden and, and, and Kyrie in the sense of Harden would go out there with a bad team and will you to victory. Harden, you know... There's no way if Harden is locked in that we go 10 straight losses. I don't care who's out there playing with him. I don't... I don't feel the talk of... Like, you know... Like, I'm not... I don't... It's not impressive to me when when Kyrie looks at people and goes, you know... You know, who... Well, who are you? You You're... You're... People... Wanted to see you play, dude. People love you. People are paying hard-earned money. To buy tickets. To see you play. And for some reason. It's like he just feels like he has no connection to us. Like we're not a part of the experience. Like we're not the reason why his industry is so successful. It's because we care about this bullshit. This meaningless shit. Because we care about it. Samuel, you were at the game. Well, tell us a little bit about the Vops.
3: Um, they looked like they uh, had a pep in their step for the first five or ten minutes, which I think a lot of people agreed that they also did. And then it c- quickly went away, and they went back to being what they are, which is a team right now that not only isn't that talented, but also I don't think has that much fight in them, and they are led by a superstar um, who, beyond being unavailable for uh, for half the games this year, and uh, and has only played in whatever he's at, 13, 14 games, looks like he goes through the motions, and he truly doesn't care as much as I think that he should about the outcome of it, because I think that's the type of game where... If you want to be considered a top ten or fifteen player in the league, you you win that game. Like the best player on the era, on, on their team was. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think that we are in a state. You know, like everyone, whenever they talk about the big three, when uh, I can't believe now that we are saying that in the past, but when when we would talk about the big three, we would say. You know, we have three of the top 12 players or top 13 or top 14. I don't know where Kyrie ranked because, A, he's never there. And, like, B, I just don't know how much of a, how much of a shit he cares about. But, like, all I know is that if that game, if we had someone like Tatum or Jimmy Butler or – uh, Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell, guys who just, when they play, always look unbelievably locked in. I think there's right. absolutely no way we lose that game yesterday. Like just, And I left that game, walked home from my apartment. I live like a mile and a half, two miles away from the stadium, and I was just fuming because it was just completely inexcusable, and they knew that they had a bunch of uh, tougher games uh, coming up, as, as Bam mentioned. And, like, it's it, – I, I mean, you just – you can't lose a game – where, the other t- where you have Kyrie Irving and the other team's two best players are Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. It's just completely uh, inexcusable.
1: But here's an analogy that I, I think kind of explains the situation, though. Kyrie is the ultimate weapon. He's not the ultimate fighter. D- does that make sense? Like, Kyrie... Yeah,
3: I- I think you're. I think you're. It goes back to like the point that we've been making on this whole pod, which is that you know, like Kyrie's the ultimate uh, floor raiser. I mean, sorry, the ultimate ceiling raiser. He's the guy that when paired with LeBron, he can put the final uh, knife and knife in your throat to 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 end the fight. But he's not the guy that's gonna be fighting rounds one through nine. That's what LeBron did, and so, and and that's what KD's gonna have to do. And yeah, I I, I think it's. It's and what Simmons right. is going to have to do put- as
1: well. I think Simmons is going to For help. Sure. Uh, but Simmons, I, I I, think so far in Simmons' career, he's been more like Kyrie. He's a very, very good weapon. But does he make other players better? I, I think that's the interesting thing that we're going to get to see now that he's by by himself. Um, well, I would say did- that, that
2: the opposite. I disagree. I think okay, that Simmons, Simmons is the floor raiser, not the ceiling raiser. And I say that because, think back to Philly last year, and Embiid goes out, they go 16-3 and three with Simmons. So Simmons does a lot of things, and his size and physicality lends himself to carrying a load. He rebounds, he plays defense, he gets assists, he gets steals. Right, but in a playoff series, unlike Kyrie, his lack of skill gets accentuated, so it's it's like he is really going to become our new James in the sense that we're going to ask him to be the near triple double guy, kind of filling the gaps mm-hmm. night to night. Um, who knows when he plays, and frankly, it's hard for me to care about any of this stuff. Because loss we are we are yeah, we are gonna lose the next four games. I am sorry. But you look at that schedule. Kyrie's only available for one of the games, and it's tomorrow night at Miami. They're gonna get yep. waxed in that game. Yep. They're gonna be under five hundred going into the all-star break. Everyone is just assuming Durant will be back the first game. If he is not, look at the schedule. More losses are coming. We could play ourselves. To the point where we're like five or six games behind the six seed, yeah, with only like twenty something games to go, and Kyrie is not eligible for most of them.
3: I, I was about to say I just and I just want to add one thing, and I know that people, some people think that the, that mandates are going to be changed and whatnot, and maybe and maybe they will. And I, I'm done like trying to guess and look into governor and mayor's uh, uh, tea leaves and whatnot. But we're also getting to the point now where let's say. Let's say they are in the play-in. You now have a lot of different combinations where there is a good chance that Kyrie Irving may not be able to play in one game, if not both games. If they have home games, if this doesn't get changed, and they have a home game he's not playing if they play in Toronto, he's not playing if they play in uh, at the Knicks, he's not playing. I mean, like you go through a, a bunch of combinations at this point, there's a lot of examples here where he's not even eligible to play no matter where the, no matter where the fucking game is like it. And look, I get the playoffs aren't for two months. You're like, things are changing, but like, and you could also say, "Well, if they're the six seed, then you, you, then uh, at le- then you, uh, what you call it, then you don't have him for three games or for four games or like whatever it is. I, like I get it, but in a one game, like win or go home, like <laughs> I mean, we're now dealing with a lot of different permutations where he legitimately is not available for a or a for a do or die game."
2: You, you know what I pictured Sean Marks doing yesterday? Have you ever seen Goodfellas? You, yep. you, know when, you know when they take the restaurant over and they basically run the restaurant ragged, run up all his credit, and the very last scene, the guy signing the papers away, he's like, what a fucking shame. <laughs> That's, that was Sean Marks yesterday, <laughs> where he's like, this is a fucking shame. He didn't want to do this. You know, he, he basically the mob took his team over.
0: Well, and the
3: thing, and do you know what the thing is that I find so lame about the whole Kyrie thing, and I know this is a, kind of what you guys were, were getting at because for for those who are who are listening and will hear this like later today, uh, on Friday or or tomorrow, whenever. So Kyrie like has been in like Twitter spats with people about saying that he's not going to get vaccinated, and whatnot, and and people are are so amped and like and about. About him dunking on all these like random fans being like, "No, I'm not getting vaccinated," as if like as if like he's a supporting some unbelievably righteous cause, and b as if like they're and b as if like they're they're boys with him, and it's like a win for the team, and it's like, dude, like are you a, like like I'm not trying to be an asshole.
1: No, he, thinks, and he and sounds I like say, he's fighting for everyone's
3: freedom. He's not fighting for was, everyone's freedom. I was going to take it a step a step further, and this is actually going to be kind of mean what I'm about to say, but it's also true. It's like, it's like, dude, wait, let me get this straight. You say that you're a Nets fan, but you're getting amped at him saying a reason for why he can't play. Like, are you a loser? Like, honestly, <laughs> like, 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 i was just saying, like, 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 you're clearly not a Nets fan. It's like me being like, yeah, dude, like. Yeah Kyrie you tell him like that's awesome that you can't play in home games. It's I'm like, never going to see time.
1: you I'm never going to see you play in home games or or, or yeah. see you for the tickets that I paid for but you're yeah. the man so for being I'm... such an asshole. I'm... All right.
3: Yeah dude like, I'm so amped <laughs> I bought a $125 jersey and bought season tickets worth tens of thousands of dollars but I can never watch you play. You're the man. It's like are you like how lame are you? Like you, you, you have to be the single lamest human being and lamest fan to be getting jacked up about a basketball player who's paid to play, who you play, pay different amounts of money for different things relating to this guy playing basketball, and you're amped because he's giving reasons for why he can't play. Like,
1: like this, Matt. It, my mind, I don't, honestly. Matt. You were a half timer. <laughs> What, what do you think of Kyrie's performance today?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's comical. And it, it's... It, it, anybody who's a Giants fan and a Net fan, how could you... Like, if you were an Eli Manning fan, how could you possibly like Kyrie Irving? Like, <laughs> yeah. think, like think about Eli... Like, Eli Manning is kind of a controversial figure because in many ways, like, his game-to-game performance doesn't match, like, the, the grand heroics he had in his career. Right. But like I'll never say a bad word about Eli because he showed up to work every year, every game, every week. Every never blew up a press conference. In right. fact, he wasn't supposed to do press conferences on Mondays. He only did them when they lost. Because he would take he would say, "Hey, I'll take the heat off my teammates. I'll go talk to the media only when we lose." If they won, he wouldn't speak on Mondays. And it's mm. like this guy Is ultra talented. He is the most enjoyable player to watch from an aesthetics perspective.
1: He's he's a monster.
2: He, he, yeah, even last night, like half-assing it, like he had a couple shots where I was like, "That is going to like not be on any highlights." But what he just did was absurd right there. But he's just—he's not all in. He's not, as Charles Barkley put it last night, "He's half man, half a season." And I got to be honest, I'm starting to think like Durant doesn't really care if we win it all either because he's placating this nonsense. And it's almost like these guys were like, let's go to Brooklyn where there'll be very minimal pressure on us. We're going to get our money. We're going to rack up our points. If we win, great. If we don't, you know, we already got our rings. Like, is he even
1: in? Because if I were him and that's my friend, we're not friends anymore. No, no, no. I don't... See, it's like one of those Adam Sandler movies where he's got, like, the role that Adam Sandler plays, which is the lovable fuck-up, and then the friend that's kind of diligently helping him along. It's usually a girl, but, you know, the the the, the studious friend that, that that's helping him along until the moment that he reaches his grand success. See, the problem is... Happy Gilmore's in in real life fail. <laughs> the Happy Gilmore's, the David Madisons in real life don't don't make it. And KD's going to get burned for it. Um it this is a test. This is a test of ultimate basketball talent versus ultimate basketball organization. We don't. We no longer have an organization where, like, like to, to read some of the things that people are saying about the Nets organization now. Sean Mark's reputation and the Nets organization's reputation is taking a hit, right? That's that's not. Me. I'm not exaggerating that, am I, Sam? Eve, Eve, I'm
3: going to go a step further <laughs> from mm-hmm. stuff that I've read and have heard through like the grapevine and stuff like that. I think. I think that. Um, I think Sean Marks. The actual GM, I think he deserves a ton of credit for this Ben Simmons trade because I actually think he had even less leverage than we realized, given how bad the locker room was. But right. he he's he's done a couple of things now over the last couple of days and weeks and/or months, whatever it is. Where remember how I mean, if you remember, like kind of especially in your time as a as, before the conversion as a Knicks fan, you know how like some sometimes you would know. That the, the the Knicks didn't have their shit together because it was the little things they would do that was weird. It was like, oh, we cut that guy, or like we didn't sign that guy into the MLE when we could have yeah. and it would have saved us here. And then we would—it's it's all the little things, right? And so when Marks when Marks waived Bembry yesterday, I like mm-hmm. I had this moment where I was like, huh, that's actually a guy who's been playing well, and, and we need that and guy. It was clear, and it was yeah, and it was clear after the Harden trade that they that they had too many roster spots why like they must have they must have dropped the ball on other deals because there's no way marks wanted to drop dembry and i think that what we're going to find out is that they clearly had stuff uh they probably had stuff waiting involving mm-hmm. claxton because based off claxton's social media presence yeah. which i can like i don't need to get into but basically he he instagram storied something where he basically looked relieved that he wasn't traded which made me think that he was basically on the verge of being dealt with probably picks and other pieces for someone good and it just it seems like it seems like marks who i think is he's the best gm that i have personally seen in my lifetime in 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 new york sports like history like i think he is like i'm obviously not really around for george young with the with the giants but what I have seen what Marx has done in transforming this franchise is better than what I've seen any other GM do in New York sports. But recently, there's been a couple of like, all right, are some of the screws loose, and is this guy getting outworked a little bit?
1: He had a bad summer. Not on paper, but in with the results, he had a bad summer. I don't. I I thought, I thought they should have had a better thermometer on where Blake was in his career. I think they lost sight of what um Claxton was doing in the offseason. Uh he he needed he needed to be more developed. <laughs> it, it looks like he did no work in the offseason. And um you know the signings none of them none of them fix our problems. None of them panned out. Uh, Javon Carter has looked better. I I don't know why I can't explain it. He's looked better. Maybe he plays himself into some form. But this team is 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 kind of off kilter based off of the moves he made over the summer, and he's limited. He's very limited. You got it. if we're being fair in judging him, we have to remember he's got guys three max three super max players. Um, and he's got limited cap, limited assets, you know, to do anything of any significance. And uh, so I, I understand why this, the the off season could have went bad, but he just hasn't been opportunistic Sean Marks. So for me to hear you say that he was pretty good yesterday and I, I, I think he was good yesterday, but the Bembery one is, is puzzling for me. Explain to me why the Bembery one is good, Sam, before I come back to you, um, Matt?
3: No, no, I don't think – no, no, I don't think – I think he did – sorry, I, I don't know if I said this correctly. I think he did really well in the Simmons trade because I think that – I actually think that if you're Daryl Morey, I think it's almost like shocking mm-hmm. that he gave away as much as he did because it's clear based off of the comments that Nets players have made that Harden was such a locker room cancer that I don't think they could have even brought him back, it right. seems like. I think, every, I think the fact that Marks did nothing else – is really bad, and that's why I don't like the Bembry release because they should have made a trade where they gave up like four guys like Claxton Picks, Bruce Brown, and Javon Carter and gotten back someone better, and then they would have been able to keep Bembry and also maybe have a roster spot for buyouts. Now they – I mean, right now they cannot be active in the buyout market.
1: Uh, well, we're going to talk about that after. Bam. How'd Matt, how, how's Matt – how's Sean Marks doing? <laughs>
2: Well, I think just the organization in the large is reminding me of the Rex Ryan Jets when they had those two AFC championship runs. You know, they had those two AFC championship runs and they patted themselves on the back like they had accomplished something. And the fan base was like mocking the Giants like, about yes. being better than the Giants. Like The Nets fans do this with the Knicks and take pleasure in the Knicks failing and making fun of the Knicks, and we've got all these stars. And eventually, the Giants knocked the Jets off, went out and won a Super Bowl, and you haven't heard from the Jets since. And it feels like this trade was like the humbling moment maybe this organization needed that can either propel them or further sink them, and they go back to being the fucking Nets.
0: And I think we're at a very...
2: We're at a That's very serious I told point you here with this team.
1: Okay. We're going. at a very
2: serious point with this team. And I'll give me one second, then you, you know—the when we head into the because to me this season they're going to eventually play better. Durant's mm-hmm. going to come back. They're going to make the playoffs. This is—you can't slop a title team together like this. It's not going to happen. What happens between now and the start of next season? You know, with the coaching staff, the ancillary pieces on the roster. What they decide to do with Joe and Ben and those types of guys, Kyrie, there's 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 a crossroads coming up here, where this is either going to go sour, or they're going to get back on track and kind of rebuild the brand and, and the culture that they had, you know, prior to these last couple months.
1: I have a strange feeling that, cause sports is luck. Sports is luck. Ben Simmons is not the player that Sean Marks wanted yesterday. We we could agree with that. Like if he went into the season, Ben Simmons wasn't in Sean Marks' ten, 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 top ten of players that he would want to pick. One like can we agree with that? Like he
2: doesn't he doesn't fit the general uh, description of what he looks for in a player.
1: Right, and he doesn't prioritize prioritize what. Ben solely can do. But what Ben can do is what this team sorely needs. He's not like forget about his passing. I don't I'm not even sure he's that great of a passer even though he's coming into this triple double uh like all the time type part of his career. Ben Ben Simmons helps your defense. He's so fast moving moving laterally that he automatically lifts everyone's defense. Like, you know that try hard defense that Kevin Durant does. Like I'm really, really trying hard defense. Like now that he has Ben Simmons next to him, that defense is going to look way better. We have a guy now that could run the floor and finish fast breaks. We have when when's the last time we had that, Sam?
3: Like ne- never, did Jason Kidd.
1: Like, that, I mean, no, I'm just talking about forever. like a a Richard Jefferson type, uh, uh a Kenyon Martin type.
3: Uh oh, you meant in terms of like dunk, like getting to like dunking, getting to the rim and stuff like
1: that. It, exactly, just finishing, like a like like a, a a guy who just finishes on high percentage baskets, the easy things. I think, I think we're the most brutal layup missing team in the league. And it's not because we're not, we have so many bad basketball players. It's because our basketball players do hard things like impossible shots. And, you know, like, and sometimes Kevin Durant is not going to shoot 59% from mid range. Sometimes Kevin Durant is going to shoot 44% from mid range. And that could cost you a game. So when yep. those. Those times that Kevin Durant is shooting for forty-four percent, you could just have have Ben Simmons play power basketball, like extend the entire court and just play transition basketball. He's I, I've given him two two uh, examples of why I think he's going to be great, and 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 kind of not save Nash. I mean, not save um, uh, Sean Marks. He's going to make Sean Marks look really good in this trade because on top of it all, not only are you getting a guy who, who does all of the things that your team is not good good at, you're getting a guy who's young and he's going to be here. And that's awesome too. So at when, when all of this blows up, I hope they don't use the pick this year. I hope they sit tight and don't draft anybody. I hope they use the pick next year. Right? Next year's draft has so many great little plays in, in it. You no. could and you could end up where things go really wrong in Philly and you're drafting third. You're drafting in a position to get an Evan Mobley type. You know what I'm saying? Like I I love it. I'm sorry. Sean Marks, I he he sounded like a man who was forced into doing something that no, he's not enjoying his time here, but uh, I think he he lucked up into some something good.
3: No, I think he look. Here's the deal: since since we've been doing this podcast, the one thing that I've that me and you have been totally consistent on in terms of what has made us nervous about the Nets, and this goes back to even when Levert was on the team and Dinwiddie was on the team, whoever it was, always you know, it, and especially in the KD era, it's always been like. Wow, we just really don't get that many dunks. It seems like our easiest baskets are always like just like a KD jumper or something like that. We just the mo the easiest baskets in the NBA to get right now, that what all teams want to get is dunks and threes. And what Marks did was he got Ben Simmons, who is as good at penetrating and dunking or kicking out as anybody yep. in the league. They got yep. Drummond, who who all we've ever complained about with the Nets. Another thing we've always complained about is, and Eve, you've been saying this for as long as I've known you, is like you've always said, can we get somebody that can get an offensive rebound? Well, we just Drummond is one of the best offensive rebounders in basketball. Like he is, he eats it up. He and and all he does is then is then dunk it in. And then we got Curry, who statistically is the fifth best three-point shooter ever. So I think that like what what this trade did was when you're facing us. It made us feel a little bit less scary because instead of seeing the three headed monster, you see two and a half heads or two heads, whatever you want to say. But I do think from a pure basketball perspective, I think there's reasons to be really uh, optimistic on top of the fact that like it like we all felt it like the the games where the Nets looked the most fun this year by far and away were the games with KD and the young guys. It was right. those game. It was that Raptors game at home when they won. It was a couple of those other games, and like putting in Simmons and putting in Curry is gonna feel like that. And then you and then you combine that with if Kyrie can ever get on the fucking court at home, I think it's. I think you're gonna see us get a lot more like easy baskets. Does it mean that our our ceiling is the same? No, I think our ceiling like, in terms of us being this dominant historic offense. I think that. No, that's not there anymore. But there's a reason why none of us loved the the uh, the Harden trade because we knew that getting another high volume scorer wasn't the biggest need. The biggest need was getting a guy who could get to the basket, dunk, play defense, and I th- mm. and and, and that's, what they, that's what they got in this deal.
1: When KD comes back, and when and when um and when uh, Ben Simmons starts to play. You're gonna see a different team. You're gonna see a team like the 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 thing. The thing that I need to know is 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 Joe Harris coming back or no? Is he gonna get any a, a shot to like get any chemistry with this totally. team? What, you think he's coming back, Sam?
3: No, no, no. no. I t- I totally agree with you that I think that, that the Joe Harris thing is at is becoming truly a make or break. Uh, yep. Moment and a watershed moment in this franchise because I actually think when we go back, let's say if the Nets if the Nets like let's say uh, Harris comes back and let's say the Nets look really good, I mm-hmm. think what the takeaway is going to be and I'm uh, and then uh, I, I I know I have to over Bama I, I want to hear his take but I think if Harris comes back and they look really good, I think the takeaway is going to be huh maybe when they killed the Celtics it wasn't as much about having the three headed monster but it was just that we had a ton of spacing and mm-hmm. a lot of that stem for Paris and maybe Harden was a bit duplicative and maybe having KD Kyrie and Simmons and then Harris, Curry, Mills, you know, Lamarcus, whatever that is, that type of spacing, maybe that, maybe that's sufficient. And maybe Simmons be, I mean, and maybe Simmons ability to guard. I mean, Simmons is going to be able to guard Giannis, Bam, Harden, Trey Young, like, I mean, that's going
1: to be really fucking important. Yeah. And, and still, I, I think the drumming part of this is, is under, underrated too. Like, the drumming part allows you to go, all right, I'm going to put three shooters out there with, with, um, uh, uh, Ben. There could be second units that guys are taking jump shots from three. Like, you know, you don't you know, pick your, pick your, you're three uh forty percent or more um three point shooter on the nets. And Drummond is just gonna sit there and grab offensive rebounds. That's sick, bam. Like like thoughts on that? Like tactically how good we could be? <sighs> I
2: I go back to I think Ben is a great regular season player, but I, I, but I don't care. I'm concerned about his skill level in the playoffs and the things that he can't do well. Don't lend themselves to the tightness, intensity, and attention to detail that the high stakes playoff matchups come down to.
1: So let me, ish- so let me issue you a same challenge. Same with Andre
2: Drummond. Drummond must stink to an extent. Like nobody keeps him no. very long.
1: No, he stinks and he doesn't do what everybody wants. What people want is Jared Allen. They want, you're going to just, you don't need the ball at all on offense. You're going to grab rebounds pretty dutifully and you're going to, you know, dunk the ball near the rim, which creates kind of like, it reverse stretches the floor. That's what teams want all centers to do and when centers have to do a little bit more, it kind of screws them up. But on the Nets, we just want him to do what he does because we have so much of the other thing. Like, do hey, you look, I, what I'm I was
2: advocating signing him in in, in the preseason. So, because so I was on. just like, look, as and I was thinking at this point, at that time, like, hey, you start Irving, you start Harden, you start Durant, Harris, and you have Drummond diving to the rim, he's gonna dominate down there. And for and for the minimum that he he wound up costing, he made sense. But he makes less sense now, you know, in the lineup with Simmons. But look, look, look the team is going to be good if we get all our guys on the floor. They, they, you know, they're going to be good. You know, I I don't think we're getting Joe back though. I, I really don't.
1: Tell tell me a little it's bit it's of paramount. I, I mean, I I don't think I think we're getting Joe back. I'm not I'm not worried about. We might be getting Joe back later than we want, but. I think we're getting Joe back. Um I'm more yeah, just uh, to
3: piggyback on oh. one thing that Bam said, because I do agree with him. The Go ahead. the just very quickly, the 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 biggest key in ter- in terms of the entire Simmons thing and, and how it works to me has nothing to do with him developing his shooting. It's can this guy be a 70 68 74% free throw shooter. That's going to be because if he if he can do if he can somehow salvage his free throw shooting like what Giannis did last year, then he becomes like a really then he becomes like a poor man's Giannis. If he is a is if he cracks like he did last year mm-hmm. and is a 30 something percent free throw shooter or 40%, then he becomes in a lot of these situations what? unplayable and it what? becomes a, and it becomes a nightmare.
1: Let's not be hyperbolic. While while um Bam is um adding on to that, I'll I'll look it up. What what his uh, uh free throw shooting has been? Go ahead, Bam. It's barely sixty
2: percent for the his career. I'll save you the time. I looked it up.
1: Oh, okay, well, sixty percent is not terrible. No, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not good. You can fix that though. I I think. Look, he's such a good athlete. Do Do you remember what you used to tell me about him, Bam? When I used to say, you know, yeah, a guy who used can't to say shoot
2: Karis LeVert was better than him.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, and I, I, think the vision for Simmons. If you want to point to a game, and say, if you want to be optimistic about Ben Simmons and what he brings, Game Three, next Sixers, when Embiid was out, it was a one-one series. You get that tweet notification, Embiid isn't playing. I'm like, holy shit, we can fucking win this damn series. And he came out. He had like thirty and ten, and just destroyed us. And was hitting shooters, and they kicked our ass. So go back and watch the highlights of that game. That's really where like he he's what he will bring for us is the ability to get the ball off the glass and and push push the ball himself. Like I don't think we're gonna have a traditional parking anymore. Because if I'm national, this is the way I look at it. If Irving gets the rebound or. Uh, Simmons gets the rebound,
1: or Durant gets the rebound. Just, Just get, get it the up rebound the and push. Yeah, get yeah. Aren't you, You're not excited about that. I'm hyped I, about I, that. I, I
2: am excited. Look, I, it, I I don't care about the style of play. <laughs> I
1: care
2: about the winning. <laughs> but
1: you the understand? the style of play am, am is I, suitable to this guy. Is what I'm saying. It's it's sure, the way sure. we can play now because he's on our team. It's a it's a big thing. Sure, sure. Look, look They they made themselves deeper. You know, this,
2: it's like a fantasy football team, right? Like if you got some injuries, sometimes you got to trade your best player to give mm-hmm. yourself a chance everywhere. But right, I, I, my concern is how long does it take to get this guy integrated? How many losses in a row are we reeling from? And do do, do we end at some point? You know, a lot of people always say we disagree with each other. One thing we don't agree on here is the head coach. Is this the right head coach to foster this group? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know I, if we've got the right guy there.
1: So let me make an argument for him. I think he's. I think he's the perfect head coach for this. I think he's. He's. He's the only reason that that this is still fun for Sean Marks. He's one of Sean Marks has called him, you know, one of his closest friends in in basketball. And I think that's an amazing part of of the job because this is this is this is some bullshit. Like this isn't coaching the the Spurs. The Spurs. Everyone was like, "All oh, shucks, you know, like just show up, yeah, pop, whatever you say." You know what I mean? Like this, these dudes have ideas. They have other interests. And they have fuck you money, so so to to manage this group of people, that part is is hard. And you hear me talk about that he all the time. He failed that part. Hold, hold how? Dude, how? he
0: failed the
2: managing part.
1: How how did he fail the managing part? Because Ky- <laughs> Kyrie's a dickhead.
2: Didn't want wanted out of here
1: because Kyrie's a dickhead. Like and well, and he, because hey, and because this so- team as a as a cultural choice. Does whatever the fuck Kyrie says. Like they they play kid gloves with him because they know they can lose him. So you have to okay, play like. So, we, so so what
2: is Nash accomplishing?
1: What what are you talking about?
2: He's not he's not a high level X's and O's coach. You're saying he's managing he, the personalities, has, but the personalities you're sleeping are not on him. And a,
1: no one knows this offense better than him. I think that's I. It's just no one can run this offense. On this team, there, it's you can't you can't look at the pieces of this team and go, this has anything to do with Nash. You you can't. This roster I don't, is is I don't terrible.
2: Subscribe to the idea that, so yes, as is, this is a bad team. But how many teams in the NBA this year have had ten games losing streaks? With players of the caliber of Harden and Irving in their lineup at some point,
1: yeah, I think
3: the, none.
1: If right, I can but shine, we shine, we know that Harden which sabotage sabotaging. Go, go ahead, so I'm sorry.
3: No, I was just gonna say I've been way closer to Eve this entire this entire time, and I, I still like I I still do trust trust Nash, but I do I think Bam has the most salient point, which is that you know if the dude if the dude is not a if the dude is in Nash is not a Ty Lu, Brad Stevens X's and O's genius, and his goal is to control the locker room. Well, that clearly didn't happen. And I am the first one to say that Kyrie was the one that caused all of this. But like, look, we we judge presidents, right? By 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 how they deal with 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 what's given to them. It's like, you know, like Bush didn't know that. 9/11 was going to happen. He deals with it. Oh, like you know, you get a financial crisis. How do you deal with it? Whatever it is. And Nash was given a a, a massive fucking hurricane, and, and he didn't put it out. Like it it became so, it became something huge. And that's not necessarily his fault. But I do think we're now at the point where you know they've had games where they look totally lifeless. And I almost compare it. I mean, Dan will know where I'm uh, coming from, but specifically, like I almost compare it to like, t- to the giant situation in, in a way, which is there's a, di- there are different, there are different ways of losing and getting blown out and having no chance. Like they did in like the jazz game or the Celtics game or whatever it is. Like, and I, I get it. Basketball those, is a different sport. Those teams have out. great players. Sam. No, I, no, I, and I, and I, no, I know. And I, and I, and I get that, but like Nash has had games where he's had players who were the top, uh, 10 to 15 in the league and they're, and, and, and they're losing. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not, all I'm saying, I'm not saying at all that he should be fired or anything like that. All I'm saying is that the, the pendulum to, to me has swung a little bit from where I was with you closer to bam, because like at a certain point you're dealt with what you're, you're given what you, what you're given and the team is complete. I get it. The team is missing like seven of their best nine players right now, 100,000%, which is why I would not make any move and why I give, give him a lot of leash. But, I mean, I do think there are flaws here. Guys, let me,
1: let me show you how ridiculous what you're saying is. Mike D'Antoni has missed the playoffs with the Knicks. I, I'll repeat. Mike D'Antoni has missed the playoffs with the Knicks. If certain... Like, he he was the AFC one year with the Knicks. You have to have players. (laughs) That's... Like, I I personally do not trust... Outside of Mike D'Antoni, I don't think that you could have gotten anyone better to teach how to play in this in this offense. And now that he has Ben Simmons, he's going to go, okay, you're going to play the role of uh, Sean Marion. And now, um, uh, Kyrie, you're going to play the role of Joe Johnson. You're going to be the wing scorer. And when he has a point guard... <laughs> Or when he has KD back, he'll have someone who could play in the role of himself. But he doesn't have that. There's no Amari up front. De'Ron is nice. You know, he's he's nice little intriguing little prospect. He could be somebody one day. But it's crazy to think that there's any kind of like halftime speech or yelling on the sideline, kick a chair. Like, this. The roster is bad. That's why you almost have to thank God this trade with Harden happened because if you don't have two superstars on on the floor at once, there's no shot. I, I that that's where I'm at with it. Like I, the Harden, the maybe I'm wrong. The Nash thing is gonna prove itself out, and he's either gonna come out. I, I think he's being tuned out. I think he's being too. You can only. The guy has no personality.
2: He is dull as a. That's fucking
1: that's not true.
2: He's a wood dude. That's every, not true. Every post game press. Count, so he's so hard, dude. He's a monotone. <laughs> he's not. He's a monotone. In all his press conferences, he no matter what's going on in the game. There's a timeout. It's the same shit he does. His dumb clap. He gives everybody for once. I'd like to see him yank someone and say, That was a fucking dumb shot.
1: When does that Are happen in the NBA anymore? That doesn't say, happen you know, anymore. Like you're, Kenny you're... Atkinson
2: did it. Kenny Atkinson did that to D'Angelo Russell for halfway through that that season and fans complained about it, but it, it made Russell a better player. And look, I, oh, come I on. you can't scream all the time, but you can't be positive all the time either. You have this... to sense the moods. Sometimes the team needs a kick in the fucking ass, and he provides nothing in that category.
1: I I think we get players back, and we'll be better, and we'll win games again. But then <laughs> you, the need, you can you say that about any coach, then. So like that's that's how I truly say, like in the in the NBA. You are a personality manager. True, truthfully, you are a tone setter what's and happening with fell. with what's happening hold on hold on let me finish what's happening with the nets is a miracle in coaching because this is abnormal bullshit the first week that he started the job his best two players got on a podcast together and one of them told the other player we don't need a coach <laughs> whatever we going to do, like, we're the, co- I'm the coach, you're the coach. That, that was how, that was to start.
3: I don't and you... disagree. No, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't know. Like, I'm, look, I'm still closer to you than I am to with Bam on him because I think that he, I think this year is legitimately like a year from hell. And it's not like last year was a walk in the park either with all the injuries. I mean, I mean, the amount of people that are out right now is truly crazy. Like, KD, Kyrie half the time. They're obviously Harris, who's been out the entire season. LaMarcus now has his ankle injury, that clearly is worse than what they even thought. Claxton is out. They still obviously haven't gotten Simmons and Seth Curry and Drummond. I mean, they're they were basically without like eight of their best, like t- like ten guys yesterday. The only thing I will say from a coaching thing, and this you can go to yesterday, and he's done this before, is like yesterday he put out a lineup at one point where he didn't stagger. Um, Kyrie Cam and Patty Mills. And so you had this lineup of like Bruce Brown, Javon Carter and like James Johnson and like two big men. Like that's just stuff that like, you just can't.
1: The guys that you're saying that they should have played are, are 25 minute players. They're not guys used no, to playing yeah. 32 minutes. So you, you had to give those three guys, a you know, a break at some point. You're not talking just about stag-
3: superstars who can play for 42 difference. minutes. No, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. You, just, you just got to stagger it differently. Like, you couldn't have a lot. Like you, Patty, Cam, or Kyrie always had to be on the floor because they were legitimately the only three people on the floor yesterday that knew how to put the ball in the basket. And so to not have any of them on at one point to me Things was malpractice. But look, Oh, Scott. No, no, but but look. At the end of the day, I realize that what I'm saying and why I still agree with you is fucking nonsense. Because I'm telling you right now that they need to stack Cam Thomas and Patty Mills. Like it's like it's ridiculous. The season is the season's a shit show. It's felt like a shit show from the get go. And then and 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 not only like it would let's be honest. This season would have been considered a shit show if we had just the Kyrie thing. We would have been like, holy shit, we have a part time player. This is bullshit. And then you just combine everything that's happened, and it's another year from hell. Which is why I'm starting to believe Bam's idea that this fucking franchise is cursed. I,
1: look, if um, if I told you preseason that Sean Marks would get Cam Tam- Thomas to put up the numbers that he's doing, I mean, not Sean Marks, but um, Steve Nash could get Cam, Cam Thomas, you you'd be good with with Steve Nash, right? You'd be like, that's pretty good development for a rookie that not much is expected for. Now that we've seen them play all right, <laughs> now that we've seen them actually produce without Nash trying to use like use them as a blunt force and just try to ride these kids to to wins, you know, um, he's developed these kids and he's moved them along pretty nicely. I I, I would think. Don't don't you give him credit for that, um, Bam?
2: No, but Eve, I got a question for you. What
1: yeah. do you think of my man Cam Thomas's hairdo?
2: It's the worst. Uh, it's, whole, not, it's not working. It's not working for him.
1: His whole, you know, pat. Remember, remember that that. Um...
2: <laughs> and he's got the nut huggers on too. What's what's up? he what got
1: no swag. Yo, Cam Thomas, it's it's a young it's a um it's a young dude thing. Must be, you, you know but the hairdo ain't working for him. Uh, uh he's you know what? Sometimes you get in between, like you're growing your hair out, you get caught in between, and it looks crazy. That that might be what's going on with him, but still, the kid, the kid is uh, uh producing. He, he he's giving you. I I, I mean, effective field goal percentage of 497. Do you like that, Sam? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Ben.
2: I I feel a lot better about him than I did in in the preseason. I was like, I don't see it with this dude. But I I feel like if he can develop the catch and shoot part of his game, this guy's a a 10, 12-year pro who will, you know, always be that instant offense off the bench for you. Um, I think he's got a good attitude on his shoulder. I think he wants it. So yeah. I, I, I do feel good about him. Um, but the bottom line is...
1: I mean, he's shooting 27% from three.
2: <laughs> right, so he's got to improve that. But he you see the ability to get the shot off. And not yeah. everybody can do that. He can yeah. get the shot. So that's like the first part. He's never had to shoot threes. Because he could just go by everybody and score well. If you mm-hmm. notice, the shots he's been taking his whole life... Those mid-range shots, he is money from there. So it's for him. It's just about rep- repetition and putting the work. And I, I do believe he'll do it.
1: He'll be a good little player. We just can't. We just can't ride him now. Anyway, where do we go from here, gentlemen? Let's 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 uh, wind this thing down. What's what's Sean Mark's next steps, Sam? I
3: would I would like a I would like a I would like a win a win would be a win would be very n- nice i'm 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 with Bam. I'm concerned about them like legit like legitimately getting a win and stopping the stopping the bleeding. I think I don't really think there's anything. That can really happen with the with the roster. I mean, like, unless they're gonna cut like three guys, like, which I guess they could. I mean, at as, at this point right now, I think they have until March first to convert Kessler Edwards into a uh, from a two-way to a normal spot. But they would have to cut another person. Like, I just I don't know. I don't. I, I don't what even know. If, if, I, what if
2: Joe goes on the IR, uh, Sam?
3: I think I'm not totally sure. I heard in the spaces someone saying that it's too late for that at for that at this point. But like. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. So so now I guess it. So I guess there's a decent possibility that Kessler's either is not on the playoff roster because you got to think like I have a hard time imagining Blake gets cut, right? Like Blake seems like everyone likes him. He's a part of the mm-hmm. roster. He's close with Nash and Kyrie and KD, which yep. I guess would mean that like he does Jam- what he can. Is, is, is James Johnson gonna get cut? Like I mm. is, I mean he's I guess he's the next man, but like he actually has done at least, like, so, something. I, I mean, they're not obviously going to... You. I mean, the like, David Duke doesn't count. They're James obviously-
2: Johnson. James Johnson would be the best 21 player in the world. He cannot play in the NBA playoffs. So he, he would be my next cut. Um, yeah, he would be great at 21. You um, know, he's yeah. just, like, he's the guy that goes to the park and just plays for 10 hours. He has no idea what the fucking score is.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but you
2: know, he's just like, "Oh, we're off, okay." he's He's he's
0: making
3: buckets. He's he's taking a two. He's taking a or a three. But when uh, he's taking a three, when your team only needs a layup.
2: Yeah, he just you know. So and, and look, he he's been fine, but that would be the guy to cut. But if you really look at the buyout market, like we need that six, eight, six, nine defender that can hit the corner three, and it's just really not out there.
3: I mean, yep. that's what I mean. That's what you got. That's what you basically got to hope Kessler is. But like, I right, I, I think right. relying on a relying on a second round pick in the playoffs to do that, yeah, I think he's, is kind of crazy.
2: Maybe maybe he would play. So like, if we were the three seed, which we're not gonna be, or you know, if we were if we had like a matchup like last year with Boston, we're like, there was no fucking chance they were beating us. He could play in that kind of round, but that yeah. I, I wouldn't be in a rush to cut somebody uh, for him. You know, look, really, he's really not a skilled player. He But let's say he's got a physical profile that matches. I guess the
3: thing is, though, is let's say that let's say that 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 I think I do kind of think now that Joe Harris is coming back because I just feel like if he wasn't coming back, we would we would we would know already. And like if if Harris is coming back, then then so then you're talking. I mean, they do have a bigger rotation now and and the team is deeper because then you have KD Kyrie Simmons, Mm -hmm. Joe Harris, Seth Curry. Um, patty mills uh and then you have the big guys of who you're gonna play lamarcus who i think is included you've got Claxton drummond I just listed that that's nine guys right there you're you're short on you're short on wings and that's where the memory loss to me is 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 irritating but and then you right. basically have what basically have the three rookies that puts you at twelve you got uh Bruce brown is thirteen uh who well I don't even know the other guys javon Carter is fourteen. Kessler fifth, like fifteen. So I don't. I like. I, I, I miss James Johnson also. I guess that's sixteen. But I mean, you're already at nine guys. The only issue is basically wing depth, which, to be honest, is an issue that every single team in the league has. But they do have now. Don't eight they or consider nine guys.
1: Joe and Patty as wings?
3: I guess they would probably consider like, Joe to be wing wingish, ish. Although he was a defensive nightmare in the in the Buck series, in my opinion, right. I thought he was horrible. But I mean, like, he was exposed. you know, I was I was thinking about it, like. You know, we all thought that they were definitely winning the title last year, and I and I think that's, a, I think that was a rightful assumption. But they, when you actually look at it, like when we're talking about depth and whatnot, and I get that they had the big three there, but it's like, all right, so you had like Katie, Kyrie, Harden, uh, Joe Harris, and then it was basically like a combo of Claxton, Blake Griffin, Shamit, and Jeff Green. Like, I mean, this, I mean, this line, this this roster that they're putting in right now, and Shamit basically became unplayable in Steve Nash's mind. So like. This roster that they're that they're bringing into the playoffs, if Joe Harris is healthy and if everyone is healthy, like is is deeper and it has more shooting and it has more reliable shooting. I mean, Mills and Mills, Harris and and Seth Curry is really fucking lethal. There's not another. There,
2: there, there is one problem though, Sam. All those guys can't play at the same time, and Je- like the Jeff Green piece of shooting with size and not needing the ball is. We don't have that. So, like, to me, the evolution of this roster, we're going to head into this offseason after the playoffs gonna be like, we need a floor spacing big. And that'll be what the whole offseason is about. And either Curry or Harris will be sacrificed to get it. Because now that we have this, we have some size now, right? So that's the, the, good, the good news of Simmons is he brings size. He brings rebounding. He brings defense, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but we lose floor spacing with him. And that's okay. So... We can't play Mills, uh, uh, Curry, and Harris and Irving all these guys at the same time. So we have a lot of options, and one of them will, a couple of them will always be out on the floor. But we're missing that size piece that yep. can rebound on the other end and shoot on the other side of the floor.
1: Well, I think that's KD though. Uh, doesn't that have to be KD? K-
2: KD the- really operates out of the mid range.
1: You know, that's really his spot so we're but, not gonna stick but, him in a corner right you know what I mean well, but I think he starts on the three-point line like he gives you spacing oh, of yeah. course he of course he does but he was on last year's team too
3: but they he can up, I uh, mean, they uh, can go they can go big though or bigger I mean the thing that people forget is Ben Simmons is 610 like I know he right, can't.
1: and, and Sam if, can't, ben can't is, if Ben Simmons is if Ben Simmons is on the is on this team last year we win don't right
3: yeah. Right. I think it's, I mean, like, that's why I think, I think that there's a lot of interesting match. Like, the thing is, is that the fact that Simmons can, can basically offensively be your center, but defensively be your, be your big wing, like, th- that is a massive get. And, and, uh, I mentioned this in the spaces yesterday, but like, it also and Eve, you mentioned this also, which I think is on the money. Is like it also means that KD doesn't have to guard your best player anymore. It's like the Scottie Pippen MJ thing. Like you put you put Ben Simmons on somebody, let him get t- like let him work and put a lot of his energy on defense because he's not he's not a guy who looks out for his own shot and has to put in that much work on that end. He just has to bring up bring up the floor and attract somebody, uh, attract another defender if he if he drives and then and then you can kind of. Uh, Uh, space space it out that way but I I, I don't know I do think I agree about the uh, about the big guy who can who can shoot it's why I was a humongous proponent of them looking into like the Harrison Barnes's and the and the uh, Dorian Finney Smith's of the world but like I do think I do think they can make this work I think as we've all been saying and it's just the elephant in the room this Joe Harris injury is the is the is the big mama because because if it comes out that he's if it comes out that he's out for the season then I think it's a humongous l to not just the fran not just to the team but Deshaun Marks of not trading him for like eighty or eighty five cents on the dollar or whatever like whatever yeah. it is because like so it's me just and you've, me and
2: you've disagreed on that and 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 the reason I say that is because I don't want to just like try to especially now that we made the Simmons trade him and Kyrie are younger guys. I don't feel like the same pressure to get it done this year now, and I think you want like we're better off waiting till the off season for that trade, like where we can get full value for him. Um, no, I, I, I think that's I don't want to lose a trade. Um, like premium is like some of these fans last year, like why don't we get a shooting like use the trade exceptions? Like, dude, shooting is at a premium. Like teams aren't just willing to give it away, <laughs> you know. So I think we, we we're better off seeing where these pieces fit. And how Joe may fit in with that, even if he's not around, and, and then decide what to do in the off season, um, because it, it, it feels like it'd be too much to do at the deadline. Like it was like they were just trying to cram this in. Like they didn't know they were going to have these first round picks until like one o'clock yesterday, probably, and then did trying to like them about, throw. In
1: the train. It's a lot. Did we not talk about Curry enough. I mean, you know. A lot of the times, I'm a firm
2: believer, and you got to see these guys play every night. Yeah, but I think you know, look, we know we're getting a, a good shooter. You know, apparently he's not a good defender, uh, but one thing he will be is an improvement over Mills in terms of ball handling. You know, Patty really just can't dribble the ball.
1: He's he's the, and he can't get you in the offense, but neither can. Like they're both more so shooting guards, but they're catching they're they're catching shoot guards, so. We love that. Our system is is predicated on that. So, that part that part is excellent. The the other part not so much. Sam, I got anything he, else? Oh, Scott.
3: I, I, no, I think I think I think Seth is going to be awesome. I think he's I think he's going to take a ton of pressure off Patty because I think as you guys mentioned, Patty's just not a Patty doesn't know how to dribble. Um, Patty has like a little bit of that Thompson thing where he just like he really looks like he he looks like kind of dumb when he dribbles um but seth seth can run an offense like seth was seth and tyrese maxey have been running the the offense for um for the sixers and like i don't know about you guys when we would play the sixers this year seth was the beyond a beat seth was the guy i was the most afraid of like he seth is,
1: seth, he's a net killer
3: he's a total he's a total net killer he like he's been averaging like 15, four and five or something like that this year, shooting like forty eight percent from the field and like forty four percent from three. Like he's, like he's a really really good player that has the name of one of the fifteen best players ever, and so he's always going to be viewed in a different light. But like he he can really like really fucking play. Like I personally like Seth Curry more than Joe Harris as a player. Like even when Joe Harris is healthy, like I just think I think Seth is a, is is gonna be a massive uh, boost. The only issue with Seth is that he's a little, is that he's undersized, which is like, which can be an issue, but like, if this team wants to be an offensive juggernaut, which I think it can be, I think that he, he helps a lot, and I just think we're totally underestimating, like, Ben Simmons is a guy that, and Eve, you've alluded to this a lot, Ben Simmons is a dude that legitimately last year was considered the best defensive player in basketball. Not like, oh, he's a really good defensive wing. Talk Three-time All-NBA defensive player who, yep. who legitimately, who is considered the best perimeter defender that the NBA has seen since Kawhi Leonard is his peak. At won. twenty-four. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, like this dude is a, is, is a menace on, on defense. Like and, right. And as he as he gets acclimated offensively, if he comes back and he's rusty, defense is not as much a thing that like that, that you need a feel for. That's just being on ball – being being aware knowing your surroundings and like his frame i mean he has a Giannis esque type frame he's a little a, a bit less strong and a, probably a, an inch or two smaller but he is like he is a nightmare like I think I mean, he, he's he
2: the guy you stick he's the guy you stick on middleton and yep. they'll say well we double Giannis."
3: yep exactly,
2: right. that, exactly. That, that's it. the thing yeah you're not going to throw him on Giannis and get him because you know Giannis. You got to understand, like, you're not going to stop Giannis. It's just not going to happen. Right. There's a reason why Giannis doesn't guard KD because it's like, we're just going to tire him out, get him in yep. foul trouble. Like, you, you throw your, 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 you know, you ever play uh Warcraft and they're like, more work? You throw your, your ogre on uh, on, uh, on Giannis and, you, you know, you, you, you use the other guys to guard the other player. I mean, we but. play,
3: you put Giannis on, I mean, sorry, Giannis. You put Ben Simmons on, 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 on Trey young or you put Ben's Ben Simmons on. I mean, I think the Middleton example is great because Middleton was the guy that we really didn't have. Well, I mean, obviously we didn't have an answer for Giannis, but Middleton was that guy where you're like, shit, like th- this is the one dude that like, if he gets rolling, the T the, the bucks really felt unbeatable. Cause holiday really went in and out in that series. And, but you know, Putting putting Ben Simmons on Jimmy Butler, putting Ben Simmons on Middleton, putting Ben Simmons on any of the like on any of these guys is like is really gonna be like a, a humongous. Putting him on Darius Garland in a Cavs series, putting him on DeRozan or Levine is gonna be like really really huge. Like who is gonna guard any of those guys in in, in our series? We're we gonna have KD guard them for the entire game, or have like uh, uh, Bruce Brown or James Harden on him. Like I think it's a I think it's a massive massive left. I think it's a Huge lift off of KD on defense.
2: Yeah, and, and KD, this is my last comment. Okay, this fan base needs to embrace this kid because yep. when he when he misses his first free throw, no groans. Eat your popcorn and shut up because we we can't we can't mess with this kid's psyche. We got to embrace him, make him feel love, and let's just get these guys back. It's gonna suck for like another probably like three weeks or so, but. Let's get these guys back out there and then we'll get LeBron in the offseason. Look, I'll
1: just yeah. say this. I'll just say this and we'll put it to bed after this. Um Ben Simmons represents a huge opportunity for us. I can't say that he's the end all be all, but I look at other teams and I think there's 26 teams that wish they could get Ben Simmons. That wish they could add that on to the talent that we've added him him onto. So, I don't think that's enough. I don't think I don't think that means we win a championship or or anything like that. I just think we should look at how we could take advantage of the opportunity of having this talent. No matter what, he is a talent. He is a a elite player. Let's make no mistake. He's not James Harden. He's a completely different thing. And I hope Nets fans don't act like big babies when they find out that he's not James Harden. But what they need to do is to is to cheer on what he can do. And um and what he can do is be a uh a, a, I think he's a floor lifter and a ceil- ceiling raiser. He's 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 just that potentially good. And and most importantly to me, he's twenty five years old. So there's upside to this kid. Let's let let's let's recognize that and let's um support him, guys. Yep. I'm fuck done. James.
2: Fuck James Harden and his ACL. Fuck Later, James Harden. Yeah. Fuck James
1: Harden.
0: Harden fuck James Harden